1: Welcome to the Terrible Podcast, Season 14, Episode 11. He's Day Brian. I'm Alex Kazura, com. Thanks for joining us here on this Sunday episode of the podcast as we are recapping the Pittsburgh Steelers' preseason victory over the Buffalo Bills' 27-15 Saturday night at Acrisure Stadium. Pittsburgh winning this one fairly convincingly, the first-team offense looking Really good. If I could, um, just take a moment here and quote uh, a band that is not as good as Journey, but but Queen here is this real life or is this a fantasy oh, game? This team's offense is looking
0: sharp. What, what what are you trying to pander to me now, or something <laughs> like that, or, or 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 the listeners? Just uh, a little
1: inside joke for all yeah. of us. Yeah. Hardcore listeners,
0: yeah, uh, everybody knows it, uh, uh, or should know by now about your journey. Take there, hey, I like you. I like you mixing in some Queen and all like that. I think that's good for you. There, uh,
1: <laughs> okay.
0: uh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm very disappointed uh, this, this, this morning. You know, uh, I. I'm disappointed they didn't shut the bills out. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about why that was here with one man in particular in a moment. Yeah. Uh
0: look, if that's uh, if 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 that's what I have to be disappointed about uh coming out of a second uh, of three preseason games, uh at, at, at this stage uh, that must things that must mean things went pretty good. Uh man, you want you know, you you learn over the years to try not to get too hyped up. You know, are too low about preseason, and you know, I, I imagine you feel the same. Uh, even going through training camp practices at this point, because you've you've been through so many of them, and all like that, and obviously preseason is the really the first good look that I would get at this team, and you know, uh, especially the, the you know a lot of the new guys and the rookies, and, and as far as that goes. But I mean, it's 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 really hard. Right now, after two preseason games, especially when you look at some of these younger players uh, on this roster, first and second year players, for the most part, it's it's hard not to get excited about this team right now.
1: You're right. I mean, it's all gone according to plan. And rarely does that ever happen, especially early in a year. You got some young guys out there, some guys disappoint, some guys exceed expectations. That's just sort of the general, usual, natural flow of the preseason. but you know the good times will not roll forever and who knows what will happen come september 10th against the 49ers but you got to be really happy offense defense and special teams with where this team is at currently
0: yeah look all three phases especially through the first half of that game uh uh really really uh contributed to this thing and once again i think if i mean look they 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 obviously did some game planning here you know, to to what degree it's obviously hard uh, to say, but within that though, there's still you know, a lot of vanilla stuff. I think you can even tell that, uh, uh, in the TV tape. Cause you know, when we're recording this, what time is it? It's 10, 10 15 on, on the East coast. The all 22 still hasn't hit from the game and probably won't for another few hours here. But, uh, I mean, uh, you know, obviously watching it live the first time and, and going back through last night, I think I made it through, I don't know about three quarters away, way through it. Uh, after we got all things settled down and all like that, but, uh, there were a lot of strong performances on, on both sides of the football. And once again, you know, I, I, I try to focus a lot on, on players that, you know, either the second year players or obviously the rookies, uh, uh, especially this time of preseason. And look, I mean, Kenny Pickett's one of those guys and Jalen Warren's one of those guys. You got a lot of new pieces on offense and, in and Alan Robinson and Isaac Sayamalu and, uh, you know, obviously a few more rookies within there. Then you turn over to the defensive side of the football and you had the preseason debut of of, of of Joey Porter Jr. You had your three safeties out there. You saw Cam and uh uh Watt in this game, and and Nick Herbig got a much larger selection of snaps. And and also one of the things that you are looking forward is is some of these younger players who who a, a, a excelled in that first game getting snaps against better. Be a little bit better quality competition and, and, and that was accomplished as well. Uh, so with all that out of the way, where, where would you like to start this thing?
1: Well, let's just do quick housekeeping, and that's another positive here. Again, knock on wood, short turnaround to the Thursday night preseason finale against Atlanta, but Pittsburgh, pretty healthy. I mean, some players didn't play in this game that we knew were not going to suit up in Larry Ogunjobi, Nate Herbig, Trey Norwood, some other guys that surprisingly did not see action that we don't know the reason for, Hakeem Butler, Quincy Roche, but not guys that are going to materially change the Outlook of the Steelers 2023 season. Mike Tomlin after the game saying the Pittsburgh exited this one to his knowledge at the time, healthy and in good shape. And so that's another really good, good component of this summer as well. This team has been healthy and available. But let's start here with the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. And I mean, just kind of talk about if the first string offense in general, maybe here. You get the big 62-yard touchdown by Jalen Warren. And then after Calvin Austin's 54-yard punt return sets up a Kenny Pickett, just great throw to Pat Frymuth down the seam against cover two for 25 yards and another touchdown. So, I mean, just, you know, through two games for the starting offense, three drives, three touchdowns, a bunch of explosive plays. Is this the same offense? I mean, clearly it's not because <laughs> they, they were doing things they just were not capable of doing last year.
0: Well, I mean, how many boxes have been checked already? And, once again, yeah, we know it's preseason, yada yada. But I mean, uh, I, I some of these things you had to start wondering if they could do, regardless of the situation, the explosive plays, uh, the middle of the field, the uh, the big runs, uh, uh, the yards after catch, uh, uh, those kind of kind of things. You, you, you know, especially on the offensive side, Kenny Pickett's adjusted net yards for passing attempt <laughs> number oh is is thirteen point nine one. Uh but put him in the Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, look, I mean, if you get a, a quarterback to you know that that plays a considerable amount of, of, of playing time and and throughout the season, and he gets and and he carries like a eight. Point two or eight point five. I mean, that's 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 fantastic. I mean, uh, there now look, it's a small sample size here, but that small sample size when it comes to Kenny Pickett so far through through these first two preseason game games has been, I mean, for lack of a better word you know perfect if 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 you want to be honest we've seen him do a lot of things here reading coverages uh the uh the touch that he talked after the game about the touchdown to 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 Pat Frymuth and 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 recognizing you know uh the, uh the coverage there uh when he you know and we don't even have the all 22 tape but but just on the TV tape alone going kind of frame by frame on that throw just on the regular TV angle that ball's in the air and there's a linebacker with his head, you know, turned, uh, uh trying to run with Friermuth, and I mean thats all about feel and knowing where your guy is going to be on on the field and knowing uh, what the defense is going to be. So, uh, uh, you know, and that 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 kind of that the throw to Pickens, uh, in the first preseason game to me really at least highlights that accuracy component mm-hmm. of, of, of Pickett. And then the second component of that, I would say would be just kind of the feel and the understanding of what he's looking at and, mm-hmm. and just a rapid repet- repetition uh, component of it. And, and, you know, obviously he was only in, in this game for, for, uh, for two series and, you know, the first series culminated in a uh, nice, uh, <laughs> Triple explosive play by Jalen Warren, but even before that, I I thought you saw some good pocket presence uh, by Pickett uh, on on that opening drive there, and you know you just wondering now how all this will translate to regular season larger larger snap counts.
1: And that second series was less of a series, more of a play, but it was a great play at that. And you'll take that every single time. And I think what you're seeing from the Pickens touchdown last week, the good yak ball over the middle that you didn't always get last year. And then against Buffalo last night, throwing receivers open in the film room breakdown I did on, on that picket touchdown to Frymouth this morning, you know, in, in college, Receivers are open. You throw to open players. In the NFL, you have to throw guys open. The coverage is too tight. The schemes are too sound to try to throw to open receivers consistently. If you do that in the NFL, you're not going to succeed long term. And so it's cover two, linebacker playing inside leverage underneath, throw backside shoulder to throw Frymouth open but in a perfect place where it's away from the linebacker, but not carrying Friar into the safety trying to close in. I mean, that's exactly where that ball needed to be. And that is the definition of throwing a receiver open because a picket throws to the inside front shoulder. It's going to be contested. It's going to be covered. Probably not a touchdown, but to throw that back shoulder, as you said, Dave, that is high level accuracy. And that is how quarterbacks have to play in the NFL.
0: Eight ball corner pocket, right? I mean, <laughs> literally, <laughs> uh, those, those two touchdown throws, uh, uh, you know, these, these past two weeks. Yeah. I, I think you hit on it and and it just, it brings in, I mean, you roll back to what Kevin Colbert said after the draft about him, you know, the accuracy component with, 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 with Kenny Pickett. And we've talked recently about, you know, the deep ball and, and the arm strength and, and wondering, uh, you know, how how this team is going to be able to stretch the field. And I think either a show or two ago, I said, you know, you don't necessarily have to throw it. You know, it'd be nice if you have somebody that can sling it 62 yards and all like that. But if you're, if you're able to connect on these things from the 20 to 30-yard to range like he's done in these last couple of weeks and with the accuracy that he's doing it, Especially in 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 either the red zone or the high or the you know extended red zone area, and those go for touchdown. Something that we only saw. What was the longest touchdown last year? Was the Pickens uh, was 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 thirty-one late. yards. Yeah, yeah. It was was late in the season. I mean, that can that can really make up for the fifty-two air yard bomb down the sideline. You know uh, those kind of things there. So, and then look, I mean, I just the just the use of the middle of the field on these on these two plays alone. I mean, a uh, 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 fireman's slap dab in the middle of the hash marks is that I, I didn't even know that was allowed. <laughs> you know, uh, so you know once again, you know, we it, it's a small section section of snaps so far here for him. But I mean, with what he's done with them. In, in these first two preseason games has, has really been impressive.
1: It's been a 33-yard touchdown, a 62-yard touchdown, and a 25-yard touchdown for the first-team offense in these two preseason games. And I believe the stat was, and someone else had it on Twitter, but we referenced it a lot, that I think Pittsburgh had two touchdowns outside the red zone all of last year, and so you have three uh, in these first two games. I mean, it's just, it's it's, it's night and day. And, and that's why, and I mentioned this in my game recap for the site this morning, that's why you get blown out by the Bills last year and get destroyed by the Eagles and go through all that crap at two and six at the bye, the growing pains of that offense. And the goal was to deal with that, put your head down, work through it, come out the other side. And this is hopefully the other side once these games start to count where you've learned and you're, have the scars from a year ago when the offense just looked a mess and everybody's older and wiser and more experienced and better technically, you know, football IQ wise, whether it's Pickett, Pickens, Warren, you know, the line, et cetera, you get the picture. And so hopefully you kind of look back at the end of this year and say, in a sense, you're almost glad you went through all the the difficulties of 2022 early on, because it got you to the point that hopefully this team will get to.
0: Yeah, you and know, some people will circle back last year now and say, "Why the hell? What he starting right out of the shoot? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, you know, let him let him get those growing pains out of the way the first uh, 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 three and a half games uh, into the season, and you know, uh, yeah, it, it it kills me still to go back and look at the final final standings, especially when the standings are done by uh by the seeding you know, instead of just regular, I mean, one game, you know, you, you just win one more game last season and they're in the playoffs. Now, you know, uh, obviously you don't know what happens at that point there, but uh, uh, you're talking about a difference of just one game uh, from, 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 you know, who was ahead of them. I think the dolphins uh, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, topping them there. And, and, and I mean, let's, let's even go, go back even earlier in this game and, and, you know, I already mentioned, I thought he really showed some good pocket poise there early. And then, I mean, don't get me started on a 60 something yard run. You know how I feel nah, about we We got
1: to uh, talk about it. Let's talk about uh, it now. Man. I mean,
0: you know, you know how I feel about those. A, uh, man, that thing was just blocked up. So, so well by Sayamalu and uh uh Dan Moore out there, and I think uh who was uh even Mason Cole Daniels.
1: I think Daniels had a good second level block,
0: yeah. Daniels uh landed uh uh he was the one I think with the landed, landed on top of his guy, I think uh, on that one uh coming down, uh, and then Deontay Johnson on the edge, getting just enough of the uh defensive back there. Uh, once you once you get something like that to split open like a like a ripe watermelon there right at the line of scrimmage, uh, and and you get that one block from uh, from Deontay out there, those things can go to the house, you know. And explosive plays of twenty yards or longer by a running back are stealing. I mean, in in today's NFL, if you get a run of twenty yards or longer. That is stealing. You get a run longer than that; it's it's unreal stealing. You get a run longer than that that ends up in the end zone. <laughs> I mean, uh, that that's. I don't even know how to quantify that because it's happened so rarely. <laughs> for this, we've seen it happen to the Steelers. Right, right. go back. It was now, a legend.
1: It was the lore of. This mythical creature.
0: Right. I mean, we've seen this how many times over the years happen against the Steelers with some of these running backs that go 60, 70 yards, you know, uh, and then not only that, they end up in the, in, in, in the end zone. So, I mean, there's so many components of that one run that are that are worth getting excited about that. Uh, I mean, A, it's an explosive run of 20 yards or longer. B, it's t- triple explosive and C, it ends up in the end zone. You don't have to worry about running down the field to finish it off mm-hmm. in, 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 in the short grass. Uh, Jalen Warren's going to provide this team explosive plays through one way or the other, they're either, either going to be th- on, 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 the ground or they're going to be, you know, uh, uh, through, through the passing game. Uh, they just, and we talked about this a couple of, uh, episodes ago, You've got to find a way to get this guy on the field more more than you had him last year. You just have to. And you know, apologies to, to 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 the Najee Harris fans. I think Najee can have obviously his role. And you know, look if 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 this if this results in him being fresher throughout the game and maybe getting situations where in comes Najee in the fourth quarter with the six minutes left in the clock to wear their ass out, then 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 so be it. But this component of the game that, that Jalen Warren gives you uh cannot be ignored, I don't think.
1: You're right. He's he's a downhill guy. And he showed a second gear on the touchdown run. I didn't know he had the question with Warren has been, okay, like Harris, is there that real long speed and to run away from, and not just any safety, not a fourth string rookie, but Jordan Poyer, who's been playing in the league for a long time. Now he's an older guy and coming off, I think a neck injury. So maybe that's an indictment on Poyer losing a step or two, but to see Warren hit that second gear to, to beat the safety who had the angle to the end zone, really impressive. As you, Went through those layers, explosive play, double explosive play, explosive play touchdown. I think you just embodied the Vince McMahon meme on the Internet, you know, Um, the big brain uh, kind of view of that. So that that made me laugh uh, a lot there. But you're right. It's stuff we didn't see last year. And I have to nerd out where I nerd out the most is in those details, those little things. And shout out to Deontay Johnson for providing that block on the corner, Dane Jackson, that put Warren 1v1 on the safety I've said this so many times that I think explosive runs primarily come from that second third level blocking by non-offensive linemen by tight ends by wide receivers those are the springboards that turn good runs into great runs and into touchdowns and so when you get a block like Deontay the do the dirty work didn't have a target let alone a catch in this game but he impacts the the game in a different way by throwing a block the spring his running back for a touchdown. Those are the things, the hand-in-the-pile type things, the detail things, the grunt work things that this offense will have to continue to have, but it was really good to see that last night.
0: Absolutely, it was, man. Yeah, and, and, you know, that's the thing in Pittsburgh, right? Those guys on the edge have to block.
1: Mm-hmm. And you got some good blockers. I mean, I think mm-hmm. Deontay, you know, he made the play there, and Pickens, of course, can block, and you trade for Allen Robinson, who can block out of the slot, and Darnell Washington, and so you have guys that should be able to do that, and that's going to actually i think be the catalyst more than maybe anything else for those actual you know big explosive plays in the run game
0: exactly and uh uh now we just got to see this during the regular season now you know mm-hmm. uh we we know they can do it
1: yeah they they I mean, they've shown that so far and buffalo played their starters last night so it wasn't like they were going against backups i know they weren't game planning the way it would be for the regular season and the stakes aren't as high the intensity maybe didn't feel the same but Still, it was starters on starters, and Pittsburgh made the play. So let's kind of just back out for the offense, go position group by position group now that we've kind of hit the highlights offensively from this game. Quarterback play, Kenny Pickett, as you said, strong. Mitch Trubisky putting the ball in the end zone late in the half after the Porter interception. Took some doing, took a couple penalties, but Trubisky finding Connor Hayward. Um, Overall, the quarterback play, you know, I thought was, was, was pretty good last night.
0: Yeah, uh... There, there was the one sack, but I mean, when 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 you let that free guy run right uh, on the one on Trubisky, you better be able to get that ball out. And he, he, uh, Trubisky, I think, put it on the ground, but was able to to uh, to get that back. But uh, I mean, look, he, he he he's a veteran guy, and you know, obviously working with a a, a second unit there. So I I I've, I've you know what you get with Trubisky, you know, already and. I think he did make a couple of nice throws in this game. So, I mean, the, the quarterback play uh, overall and, you know, Mason obviously saddled with, with you don't want to get in a situation where your number three emergency quarterback has to come into a game, you know, ever. But at least now with this rule and the emergency quarterback rule, uh, you'll, you'll have the ability to. To to have someone in there, and I mean, you could do worse for a for a, for a third string, you know, emergency quarterback to come into the game. God forbid, than 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 Mason Rudolph.
1: Sure, I think he's got to be one of the better, maybe the best number three quarterback in football. I don't have the list in front of me, but I'm sure you know he's no worse than than top five, and that experience that he brings will be valuable. Um, yeah, I know none of the. Am I forgetting something here? None of the top three quarterbacks have thrown a pick in the first two games. I know Morgan threw one in the opener, but Pickett and Trubisky and Rudolph have all been clean, correct?
0: Uh, I can get those totals. I I know for Rudolph you. was
1: almost picked; probably should have been picked. He was running like he was about to be picked last night, a little late on a some of those curl routes he's thrown in camp and in this game uh, in the preseason have been questionable. I don't know exactly what happened there. Maybe. Oh, see Trubisky
0: the has the one one interception that uh uh last week. The
1: one to Cody White. Oh, on the right sideline. I am blanking on that. Okay, right, right. Yeah. Um, But generally speaking, they've taken care of the football, and that's obviously a you know big positive.
0: Yeah, they had two interceptions uh, on 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 the season. The one and both of them coming in that uh, in that first
1: preseason. Morgan had the other. Yeah. Okay. But I'm overall happy with the uh, play of those guys. Running back, of course, Warren with the big run. Uh, Najee Harris two carries for six yards. You mentioned earlier about you know Najee Harris in his role. What do you think his role should be for the season? Uh,
0: well, look, I mean, I, I, I think he, I mean, he's going to be the guy starting off, obviously, here. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I just think you've probably got to find a way to get Warren on the field and, and maybe even in some third down situations. Now, Najee's no slouch catching the football. You know, and he, he proved that most definitely these first two seasons and specifically uh, in his first season. I mean, you can definitely use him in the passing game. Uh, I just think, especially in like long situations, like second and long or third and long type situation, uh, I think that's a perfect opportunity to get Najee off the field and, and Jalen Warren on it. And then uh, on, on top of it, in, in an effort to, to save Najee during the game, you know, it, it. I don't think you go in with a hard, fast plan, but I think you've got to be open to the idea, depending on how long some of these drives might be, of getting Warren out there for a full, you know, two, two or three series a game. Yeah,
1: I understand. I mean, Warren was became the third down back last year, and so I expect him to be the primary third down back in passing situations this year and obviously he'll come in and, and spell Najee whenever he needs a breather and you'll probably see where it be it's I'm just kind of spitballing but Najee Harris gets two series in the third offensive series Jalen Warren goes in there first and he gets you know five plays maybe they switch back out or whatever the case is so I mean I think Warren's going to eat into that early down role in addition to continuing his role as this team's third down back so I don't know exactly how it plays out as you said there probably is no hard and fast number that you want to have Uh, but obviously you know Warren's going to continue to see reps
0: yes he will and I once again not that you didn't feel good about the backup situation coming out of last year but I, I think at this point right now uh, and I thought Anthony McFarland did some good things again last night. You know, so, uh, the ability to cut on, I mean, you could definitely, if he ends up making a roster uh, as a number, th- as the number three back and is active on game days uh, on top of it, which he obviously should be, uh, there are situations that you could potentially get him in the game and take advantage of him out in space.
1: What I like most of McFarland, the box score is not pretty. I believe it's nine carries for two yards. I want to say, but I thought he ran tough, and I thought some of that after the catch and getting his you know foot in the ground, getting vertical, finishing some runs, and and maybe that's the biggest difference I've seen from McFarland this year to past years because we, he you know he's he's shown his speed, but he's always shown his speed. He's always been a fast guy. He ran four 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 coming out. That that's not new. But I thought some of the toughness, even late in camp, I didn't necessarily see that early in camp. Uh, there was a run in in team period left sideline. He's you know near the sideline, could go out of bounds and doesn't, and just puts his head down and gets an extra three four yards. And I just thought last night there were some tough runs that weren't necessarily huge gainers, but just kind of showed okay, this guy's running a little bit differently.
0: Yeah, I think they wanted they they really wanted to see him try to pound that thing in down low. <laughs> uh, there, oh, I on, think, the,
1: on the end of the half there, yeah,
0: right, right. Uh, uh, I think that's probably one of the only negatives and, you know, we'll obviously have to see how it was blocked up and all like sure. that. Uh can't see it on a TV tape, but uh, I think they were really hoping to, uh, uh, you know, not that when you get into that situation, moving forward in into the regular season, I mean, that's going to be uh, Najee or, 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 or Jalen Warren in there. Right. But I think they mm-hmm. were really wanting to see him try yeah, to pound, pound that thing in there.
1: That's a good point. Yeah, I, I was i was referencing more of the early runs that there was a catch that he had a check down or something where I thought he got some some decent yards after. Um, but obviously, as you said, you know, in, in a real game, it's going to be Harris Warren uh, doing that kind of stuff. Uh, other than that, unfortunately, the running backs didn't have a lot of room in this one. I thought that Valaday showed a little bit of something on that 22 yard reception down the right sideline. You can certainly see a bit of the, the explosiveness and the size that he has, but Running lanes once the first teamers came out, it was pretty scarce.
0: Yeah, uh, once you got into that second and 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 third team offensive line group there, and once again, it, you know, it's hard to judge by the TV tape there. But uh, I mean, look, uh, uh, it, it's 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 a tough uphill battle for a guy like Valaday at this point for sure. I don't know how many special team snaps did he even play? Uh, That's a good or, question. Or how many snaps in 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 general did he play them? Got the sheet pulled up here right now. Uh Valide played 12 snaps on offense and none. Mm. 0. 0.0 on special teams. Now, obviously on a you know, just joining in the team and this kind of being a uh a, a semi-dress rehearsal, you know, it was, it was probably not a lot of time for him to endear himself to 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 Danny Smith here. Uh, but you know, if he's going to make this team at all, he's going to have to play on special teams and and having zero snaps on special teams in this game, along with uh, only twelve snaps on offense. Yeah, he's going to have to. They're, they're going to have to. He's going to have to get a lot of work in. You know, in this uh, preseason finale, on th- and maybe he will. You know, there's enough there that uh, uh, depending on how you're going to 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 treat your your starters, you know, in this finale here against the uh, Falcons on Thursday night. You can probably get a long look at him in all phases. I mean, I, I would expect mm-hmm. to see him obviously get out there on special teams and and maybe even play more than 12 steps. Of the guys not named uh, Harris, Warren, and McFarlane, this is a guy that's the most intriguing, especially when it comes to potential practice squad spot
1: i do like Greg bell too and i believe tom mead made a comment something to that effect in his 10 takes which you guys should read go read tom's 10 takes they're fantastic post-game reading uh how many special team snaps did bell and darius hagens have do you have numbers on on those two guys just to compare
0: uh let's see bell had one special team snap and okay. Hagan's had one. <laughs>
1: all right. So I don't know what that one was. And clearly, the running back's not getting too involved on teams last night.
0: Right. And McFarland was obviously part of some, uh, he had two.
1: And kick returns, I, right. Yeah.
0: Those were kick returns.
1: Yeah. So, all right. So, I mean, it, it's not great for Validate, but the fact the others weren't getting time either maybe helps his cause. They'll just take the best runner on the practice squad. Maybe that's the scenario there. Let's move to tight ends now, and I don't know if the actual play stuck out in any dramatic way. The All-22 is going to reveal more of that, but you had a bunch of touchdowns in this one. Frymuth caught a touchdown. Connor Hayward caught a touchdown. Obviously, Frymouth, you know, adjusting back shoulder with a great grab down the seam. That's what he does, and so kudos to him. Um, Hayward, you know, being able to punch the ball in there at the end of the half, that was obviously big. I don't... Do you have a feel for Darnell Washington? I didn't get a feel for how I felt about Washington caught a like nine-yard or six-yard pass, but... That's, I don't really have any notes on him.
0: No, all I all I have is need a ladder in my notes. Not <laughs> <In> Washington. Yeah, <laughs> some of these the way he was mugged down there a uh, uh, couple of times. There, somebody uh, he is a guy that in the red zone you you seriously have to consider because of that size and because of if he doesn't catch it, how are they going to prevent him from catching it? And is it going to cause him getting mugged like this? So in my notes, I have need a ladder.
1: Okay, yeah, they did throw because that they one. Because cl- they got to try round. to
0: climb them, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, and the, the Bills DB tried to and, and got flagged for it, and that was one of the many. As you said, Buffalo was super sloppy last night, incredibly sloppy yeah. for for playing their starters.
0: Uh, yeah, look, and, and once again, you, you got to look at all. I mean, it's just preseason. You got to look at all, all facets of this. Uh, Sean McDermott can't be happy with that. uh, uh with the, they had so many penalties early on, and what was it, something like 10 for 90 or something like that mm-hmm. uh, uh, early on? I mean, they were, uh, and they just looked out of, out, uh, ex- except for a couple of early, I think, kind of slants or whatnot, they really looked out of sync offensively uh, there. And, I mean, even the Steelers' uh, uh, second team guys uh, off, off the edge, and we'll, we'll switch over here, uh, I I imagine pretty soon here uh the Steelers second team, you know, edge rushers were 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 kind of feasting on
1: on these tackles here. Oh yeah, we'll talk about one Mr. Nick Herbig here in just a moment, but uh yeah, tight end group will will delve into that more when the all 22 drops. Uh let's see wide receivers, you know, George Pickens just one catch, no targets for Deontay Johnson. Uh, Allen Robinson Roch-
0: did a nice settle there in, in in kind of yeah, some zone. Good point. And uh, there, I thought, you know, it's not a lot to write a home, home about in the stat sheet, but uh, I think uh, Kenny's comfortable with knowing that he knows where he's going to be on the field already. Uh, when it when it comes to that, uh, I thought Gunner really played hard. You know, I I mm-hmm. don't I don't know if it's going to be enough for him though at at, at this point here. Uh, Austin, man, uh, you better be careful when you single this guy up and press him on the outside if you don't get a hand on him.
1: Yeah, just the one catch, but it was a great release. I think as our Tyler Wise pointed out over the middle in a 12-yard reception there, and of course, when we get to the special teams, we'll talk about the 54-yard punt return that he had. But I just had one critique of Austin, and it's not an earth-shattering revelation, but he is a guy where it feels like the ball has got to be thrown really right on him to make the catch. I think trying to throw outside his frame... It's tough to do. There was one deep ball left sideline, and I thought it was a good throw. I know those deep balls are not all going to be caught, but I don't think Austin even got a hand on it. So he's just a guy with that limited catch radius where that ball kind of has to be put right on him. And you'll make the play if if you do, but there's kind of a small window to throw to.
0: Yeah, I have in my notes to try to get a better angle look at that because that— it does kind of feel like maybe that that there was an opportunity maybe to catch that one. Now it might be the yeah. angle that might be sure. a yard out of back, you know, or, you know, uh, uh, too deep, but, uh, uh I reserve judgment on that one until till maybe I can find another, a, a, a better angle. But look, I mean, he, he, we, we saw in that opener, he can, he can win over the top there and he, he's another one that how many times have we talked about, I mean, if, if you get that explosive play component with him, you know, even if it, even if a few of them come in the punt return or you know, game like that, uh, that that's something that he he can really factor in because, uh, especially early in games, you know, if you use them in some of these jet sweeps or even fake jet jet sweeps and all like that, you've got to account for him because of that speed. Because if you don't, man, that's that's twenty five yards down the field.
1: Yeah, whether you get him punt return or run game or pass game, doesn't matter, big plays are big plays to help your cause, and Calvin Austin should be able to do that. And that's a great point on, on Allen Robinson. I mean, that's what he was traded to be. It's what third and eight, he's settling versus zone, makes a tough catch, takes a big shot after the catch there, but moves the sticks. I mean, that if you wanted one play to describe why Allen Robinson is here on the field, that is the play.
0: You know, he can only catch uh, 45 balls this season. Uh, for 399 yards, you Mm know, uh, and you get a, you get everything out of that, that you hope to get out of.
1: Yeah. It'll be the best 45 catch 400 yard season you've ever seen, you know, but that, that's what he's going to do. That the yards per reception is going to be low. I mean, I, I, again, I've said it many times. It's going to be juju his final two years in Pittsburgh. It's short stuff. It's option routes. It's taking the shot over the middle. It's moving the sticks on third down it's not going to be big for fantasy owners. It might be a couple touchdowns in there, but you know, it's going to be big for Pittsburgh.
0: And if you keep, if you keep those top four healthy, you got a lot of mix and matching, obviously uh, that you can do, especially in the slot. And, you know, occasionally you can probably put Austin as the Z if you wanted to. And, you know, you, you should be able to move several of those guys uh, around in this offense. And then, you know, who, uh, obviously you probably will see who ends up making the, if they keep a fifth or a six here, uh, and miles, we'll have a miles Boykin discussion a little bit later. I, <laughs> I think in this show, the reason why he, there's a good chance he's going to be on it. And, and once again, you know, uh, Olszewski's not a guy that's going to give you a lot in the passing game, you know, but you know, just other components of his game you know, the physicalness and the want to aspect of it. And, you know, I don't know if it's going to be enough for him to make the roster, but if he does, you kind of know what you're getting uh, with him. Now, obviously you don't want to get in a, a situation where you don't have your top four guys right uh, mm-hmm. uh, there. But I mean, at least you got a little bit of something uh, uh, beyond those guys in kind of specialized areas, if you will.
1: It's funny to say, I know we'll talk about it more with, with the, the special teams teams, category, but if there was a loser to that Austin 54-yard punt return, it's Gunnar Olszewski, because I think Austin just locked up the punt return job, and that's gonna squeeze Olszewski's role and value um, all the more, but but you're right, and, and here's kind of a, a crazy thought. In, in some sense, Antonio Brown forcing his way out was almost, in, in 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 a present-day way, a good thing for Pittsburgh, because in the AB days, the receivers in Pittsburgh were pretty static. AB was the X, and you had the Z opposite, and your slot stayed in the slot, and Those were the guys. And after him, you saw this team really open things up and mix and match, and everybody's playing X and Z and in the slot. And so it's not just, you know, static. And so, as you said today, you know, Johnson can play all over. Pickens is more versatile. Robinson, Austin can play inside, outside. And so uh, I think you're going to be more, you're going to offer more varied looks offensively because these guys aren't static anymore.
0: Then you can have fun with your flex. Hayward. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I, I almost forgot for a second. Yeah, Connor Hayward and yeah, he can be just whatever you need him to be. He's a chameleon. Whatever you, whatever you need him to be in that environment that he's in, he will become that thing.
0: Boy, just on that touchdown alone, the way he has to power through to, to that next level, uh, you know, to 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 get himself open was impressive in and of itself. Yeah.
1: I mean, this guy just it's so cliché, it hurts, I know, but it, he's just a football player. I mean, he's just that kind of guy that just makes plays.
0: Look, yeah, with, without a doubt, I think we, I I think it's apparent they have skill players on the offensive side of that football right now. And Austin, at least to this point, uh, looks like he played some during his rookie season, even though he didn't. And I, you know, there's, there's been an interview or two with him talking about, look, I, I, you know, I wasn't playing, but I was in all those meetings and, and all like that. I mean, it, it, Yeah, it it he's not coming out in into these first two preseason games like, oh man, you can tell that guy missed missed time last week or or Mm -hmm. last year last year with that uh there. And and we already know what what, uh some of the progressions that, that 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 Pickens has made. Deontay, as you wrote the other day, probably you know the guy that doesn't get enough credit for the for for the camp that he had uh, there. We know what Allen Robinson was before he landed in Pittsburgh. He still seems to be uh, that guy. Uh, Connor, the uber u- uber versatile uh, guy, uh, if you will. Uh, Fryermutz even that much more dangerous with all these weapons around him, especially in the middle of the field, and. You know and we haven't even talked about you know darnell washington harley and, and and how he can be used in this thing so they have the weapons it's just a matter of of, of how they use them and the game plan around them and and, mm-hmm. and 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 the execution standpoint and oh yeah that offensive line uh especially in, in you know the first two preseason games you know it looks like they got something there with, with beefing that up this offseason.
1: They've looked sharp, and just to go back to the skill guys briefly, I, I said before, it's the best group they've had since 2018, and I would argue it's a deeper group than what they had in 2018, which is probably better at the top with AB and Juju at their best, but didn't have the depth that the 2023 team has, and so yeah, I mean, it's it's a really impressive group, but to, to go to the offensive line, obviously opening up the running lanes, I, I can't wait to see the all 22 version of the warrant run just to get a better angle of that. But you're right. Say Amalu and Daniel. I mean, it was I mean, everybody Cole on the backside cutoff there. Um, everybody, you know, did a really good job there. Uh, I. I
0: Baldinger's Ball, got one up. If you, if, you, if, if you search real quick, uh, he he's, he's got one up already uh, of the end zone view on that.
1: Baldi loves his Steelers and I, I love the the quip that you made. I mean I think I think he gets uh the the, the Herbig alerts. There's a play from Herbig. I mean that's literally the first tape I think he goes to every week now.
0: I, I, I do as well too. And that, that thing was blocked. Mason Cole, good job turning back, get getting it turned back inside there and uh all like that. So uh uh look, I mean you you expect more of that.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking at the all twenty two right now. Yeah, I mean that is. Oh, look at look at the guards, Dave. I need mm-hmm. a cold shower now. Look at Say Malu and Daniel's climb, and wow, that's a it's a great great rep there. Yep, beyond, yep. Beyond that, I mean did did Broderick Jones really look bad on that one sack? I missed it because like, you get your head down in your in your notes and your tweets in my very millennial way sometimes. So I I need to go back and watch that. But you know what happened? Was there bad? No, I haven't, I haven't gotten
0: back to back to that, and and I flew back through it last night, and once again I had to wait till the. Uh, all 22, so I have, I'll have. i have to look at that now. I thought
1: it was a bit curious the way that Tomlin deployed the, the second and third string tackles because once the starters were done, then the second team tackles became Broderick Jones at left tackle and Dylan Cook at right tackle, which I thought was you know, notable coming off the Thursday practice where he saw Cook run second team right tackle. And then we saw them exit relatively quickly, and then it became Raven Clark at left tackle, Spencer Anderson at right tackle. And then they just kind of rotated a bit. I don't know exactly what the charting will be for Mark Tom Mead on that, but do you have any sense of, of why that was?
0: I, I At first, I worried that maybe something had happened with Broderick Jones. Uh, uh, there, but, uh, as you mentioned, you know, maybe because of all the, exp- because Mike Tomlin talked the other day, you know, the goal was get Roger Jones, all that exposure, uh, last week and probably, especially would it be in town in South Florida and humidity and first, first time out and all, maybe it was just uh, a, a little bit related. Maybe they did all that, that matriculation there. Uh, or or, or swip it, switching you know, the, the rotation that they did for the sheer fact that that and Mike Tomlin kind of alluded to this after the game, especially when it came to 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 Joey Porter Jr.'s usage there. This is a short week, and we want right. to get, get we want to make sure we set some of these guys up to be able to give them some good exposure and snaps in this preseason finale because it is a short way, uh, you know, because Broderick came back in, right?
1: But that was you the know? weird part. Yeah, because I thought at first when he came out, okay, maybe they're just trying to manage reps, but then he came back in, which is not seem like it, it's still managing reps to some degree, but you're, you're still playing him a fair amount. Yeah,
0: I I, I, I don't understand that, uh, the rhyme and reason to it. And you know, maybe he was dinged up. I don't know.
1: What do you make of Dylan Cook being the second-team right tackle, which was over both LaRaven Clark and Spencer Anderson?
0: I mean, if you... A, it looks like he's... If if he doesn't make the 53, then he's going to be a lot for for, for the practice squad there. And for him to make the 53, though, the way you sit right now, it feels like they'd have to keep 10, doesn't it?
1: Probably, but I think Cook has had a really good summer, and... You know, a guy that they seem to like and a guy who's been able to climb the ladder here late in camp.
0: I didn't get a sit. Cent- Where all did uh, Anderson play in this one? I know he, he started played right, right tackle. tackle.
1: Did he? He got work at center late. I think it was just right tackle and some center late in this game. I believe.
0: Okay, I don't. He didn't get to left tackle in this one, did he? I don't.
1: Think. No, it's the one position he has not played in the first two games. In, okay, inside a stadium,
0: he played thirty-one snaps in this, and I know he started it. Was that was that illegal hands on the face? I didn't to, think I,
1: so. <laughs> unless, I, unless it was right at the snap, maybe. I, I think they kind of <laughs> cut it off, but the clip that I saw, no.
0: Yeah, that that's one of the things that I have circled to to, to look at here on on the all twenty two. I was like, did they just, you know, why would they call legal hands to the face on him? You know, on that 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 that's one thing I wanted to check there. Uh, all right, Kendrick Green.
1: You know, I tweeted it and I shouldn't have tweeted it, but it's it's good to humble yourself sometimes and I said I think Kendrick Green's going to look pretty good at center tonight and he didn't. <laughs> he was so wrong. I was wrong in record time. And uh I mean it's it's a couple of plays but they're they're crucial ones. I don't know if he really I thought have been he, for I holding. thought he
0: started off Yeah. presented himself okay in this game, but it went it it it's like that uh kid going over the side of the cliff uh once you get going downhill there you 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 can't stop it there he got progressively worse as the game went on
1: yeah which is not what you want to see and it's it's just one bad play can can spoil everything but as Mike Tomlin said not good enough and routine plays routinely and you had the miscommunication on the snap which I assume was more on green than Mason Rudolph and that leads to the turnover, which leads to Buffalo's first touchdown of the game and spoils the shutout Pittsburgh had working. And so, yeah, just as Mike Tomlin said, not good enough.
0: As we've stated, they have given him every chance imaginable this year. But I think if you just go back to last year alone, the fact that he couldn't, you know, couldn't get into any of these games and get any snaps or anything like that, you know, or even dress that. That spoke volumes in and of itself, and now they turn around and they're they're giving them every opportunity once again at this point. Uh, and I said at the end, I think at the end of the the, the last podcast, there at, at this point now, it is malpractice for him roster malpractice if he makes this 53. And I think even didn't Bob Labriola have some sort mm-hmm. of article or something and in, in ask Bob or ask, uh, you know, wh- whatever his segment is that he thought that maybe there's a chance that that, that he makes it as uh, on the 53 as a backup center. At this point, I I, I don't see how you'd let that happen.
1: Yeah, Labriola said that Kendrick Green is the most realistic and potentially only option a backup center that Pittsburgh has. And if that's true, then Pittsburgh's got some problems. But I think it will not be Kendrick Green as the backup center. I think internally, Nate Herbick's going to be the front runner. Hopefully that shoulder is going to be good to go for Thursday against Atlanta because he's only taken, what I think, nine snaps at center in the preseason. And so, you know, get a more in-game experience and exposure would be really important if not. And then we're talking, you know, I don't think Spencer Anderson will be the immediate backup. So then we talk external options, Dave.
0: Right. Uh, it And I, I tweeted this, you know, last week. Uh, the backup center is going to either be Nate Herbig or somebody not currently under contract.
1: And if it's not someone under contract, I'm going to continue to mention Jimmy Morrissey. Okay. That's a potential option uh, down there in Houston.
0: All right. We'll see how it plays out here. But I yeah, I, I tell you what, at this point though, I would you know, I think the hope is that you get uh that you get uh Nate Herbig healthy to to more than anything get him some some snaps in this last preseason game at center.
1: And this is why I'm gonna rant here for a moment, Dave, if you'll let me. I hate these preseason schedules with the stupid short week Saturday to Thursday. How dumb is that? And you I mean you have this big layoff now, but after that where that fourth game used to be, why not just make it Saturday and next Saturday? I know there's a cut down date, but you can move things around. You can make it work. And then when you only have three preseason games (laughs) and a guy that misses one, now you missed a third of the preseason and it just squeezes things all the more. And so it really makes time missed all the more valuable
0: I would not get elected anything on (laughs) when it comes to the NFLPA and I'm a huge uh you know me and the NFLPA I you know I I root for them uh especially when it comes CBA time and all like that but I do like me some four preseason games man I do like me some four preseason games and I'm with you too on the short week why 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 have the short it doesn't it doesn't make sense
1: they get, like, a 17-day layoff from the last preseason game to the regular season opener. What are we doing here, guys? So, yeah, I, I, I wrote it all you into a place.
0: It all should be outside of the, the one team having the extra game for the Hall of Fame game. Mm-hmm. Uh, which those guys really, if you want to be honest, but they should be awarded for that somehow, compensated for that because sure. of the one extra game. Uh outside of that, in my opinion, everything should be unit and you know me in uniform u- uniformity <laughs> uh, uh, uh obsessive compulsive and uh, and all like that. Uh one of the many uh uh issues that I have, but um I really think it should be uniform. I think every team should play on the same night during, during the preseason and same days off and all like that. I, I, I don't know why you stress stress teams uh, like this, especially the fact that you don't have four preseason games anymore.
1: Right. I did write you in to replace the Morris Smith. Unfortunately, my campaign fell short and you did lose out on the, uh, on the vote there, but yeah, I, 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 I don't think that would have happened regardless. If it was you and I, we'd be running this thing back to, like, 1970s. I want 50 days of training camp, and I want seven preseason games, and let's, you know, have 100-man rosters. Let's do all that kind of stuff. But yeah, anyway.
0: 17-round we'll... dr- uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yes. Yes, give me. Why don't they do that? I think what, this, the NFL would love the longer NFL draft. Who wouldn't want to have 10 rounds?
0: Well, I mean, look, and you could you could fly. We're going, here we go.
1: Oh, I know. Look here out. We, Fast forward go. if you want to hear nonsense for the next yeah. 10 minutes. Uh,
0: I mean. Would, would twelve rounds of a draft kill you? I mean, they fly through these through through the last day once they get to the fifth round anyway. I mean, just shorten the damn clock on the thing or whatnot. Just fly through it, you know. The, these teams have the list because they're spending a lot of these later rounds anyway, getting on the phone trying mm-hmm. to se- secure some of these uh, 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 undrafted free agents. Why? Why? And some of these, you know, undrafted free agents just get very piddling signing bonuses anyway. Isn't there a way where you could, uh, you know, make a standard? I don't, I don't know. Uh, signing bonus across the board once you get past seventh round for all these guys. Add five rounds to the draft and just put it a minute on the on the clock or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you 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 could wipe it up. But anyway. Th- well, I,
1: I just want to stay on that really quickly. I, I think I had a terrible take on this in the summer. I, I think the NFL should and probably will add at least an eighth round because you're getting so much talent at the college level. You're getting so many good guys are going undrafted. And now you're getting UDFAs that are getting huge signing bonuses and partial base salary guarantees, and it, it might feel a little, I don't know, unbalanced. And so why not add an eighth round that's going to have more draft picks, maybe not have the, the crazy guaranteed, you know, all the loopholes of the undrafted period. I think I think they should add at least one more round.
0: Right. Uh yeah. Look, you don't you don't have to trust my mom on that.
1: All right. We're gonna get back here. Anything else you're on, on the Steelers offense? Yeah, Kendrick Green. I mean, it's just it hasn't worked. Pittsburgh's tried, it hasn't worked. He cannot be the backup center. Who that guy will be? Herbig internally the the favorite. Hopefully he can play Thursday. If not, then Pittsburgh's gonna have to keep searching.
0: All right. uh We'll, we'll, we'll talk more about offense and offensive line after the All-22 in the next show, 24 hours from now. So let's switch switch over to the defensive side of football.
1: Yeah, and let's not start D-line. Let's start in the secondary and just the ball-hawking nature of the Steelers secondary. I know the offense gets the headlines here, but man, Pittsburgh getting after it. Pass rush and coverage going together, but three picks by these cornerbacks. Joey Porter Jr., his first career interception. What a fantastic moment that was. Chandon Sullivan, a great tip-drill diving oh, great. pick. On an RPO, Elijah Riley uh, with a great play from Holcomb to tip the ball to, to pick that one off in the end zone. So all those guys, man, they making plays.
0: Yeah, look, uh, you even had uh, Alex Highsmith out in the slot. <laughs> yeah, and
1: breaking up a pass on Stephon Diggs.
0: Right, breaking it, break it up. I mean, uh, yeah, who had that on their bingo card in this one? And even some of the early stuff there with uh, uh, some of the slants uh, over over uh, Joey Porter Jr.'s side, I mean, he those long arms are going to get in there sooner or later and break up one of those. I mean, he was close. I mean, yeah, he gave up the catches and all like that, but uh uh he you know, he he was close. Not that you didn't already know it uh, going into this game, but there's some shots in this game. You just really see how long his arms are uh, (laughs) in this thing. And on that interception, too, uh, just uh, he talks about how they how they just had that conversation on the sideline where, you know, if you get your guy over, over to that sideline over there, push him out of bounds. And he did. You know, he pushed him out of bounds and then he went sunk found the football and, 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 and made the play on that one for his first uh, uh, career interception. So kudos to, to him. And I think Mike Tomlin laid it out uh, the best. They have a plan for this guy. Make no mistake about it. Right. And I, I, If you, if you didn't think that going into last night's game or coming out of it, when, 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 when Mike Tomlin talked, uh, you know, now they, they have a plan for this guy for, for, for this guy at the start of the season. The problem is, is, you know him missing that first preseason game and missing some of that camp time they can't get him enough snaps quick enough here uh mm-hmm. and they they got him what they they thought uh they needed to they would have obviously liked to have played him I think longer in this game against the bills but with him coming off of this injury and and, and getting them lathered up pretty good in this game against the Bills they wanted to make sure that they got him to the next stadium against the against the Falcons there so on the uh, short
1: week which is again dumb right. but that's they have the short week coming up
0: right so if you didn't have a short week or even this was a week where you had the extra day in it you know uh, you probably could have played him longer in this game but uh i, I think mike tomlin play, made it pretty clear after this game we we we're happy with everything that's going on with him. We just wish we could get him more snaps mm. in the preseason here.
1: How many snaps did he play? I was guessing pregame he'd play around 20. I have no idea how many played. So I, I guessed 20. How close was I to
0: that number, Dave? 24. He played right. his number.
1: All right. He played his number. Yeah, there you go. And, and, and I know people will say, and, and it's partially true, the throw from Matt Barkley was not a great throw. And he was right. thrown basically right at Joey Porter. But. When you play with your technique and you do your job, you create your own luck. You put yourself in good positions to make plays like that. And you're right. Cover two, jam, reroute, sink, eyes on the quarterback, finish the play. He did everything right there. Even even though it'll look like just a lame duck throw, almost, pitch, almost thrown to Porter. But technically, he did everything right on that play.
0: He really did. And you can't fault him for the quarterback that's in there or the or 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 a throw a quarterback makes.
1: Yeah. And still you've seen guys drop that football. Sometimes they drop those super easy ones because he just seems so easy and Porter didn't. And he's worked on his hands so much and it's it's really been paying off. And then yeah, Riley and Sullivan. I mean two guys. Dave slot corner battles. I, I think they both make it.
0: It's it it's hard to cut either one of those, especially with yeah. with, with uh with, with what Riley can give you on special teams on top of it there. So Uh, man, they they might just carry six, right?
1: I mean, yeah, I I think at the very least, Sullivan and Riley have earned the right to be on the 53 and their roles and, you know, how much would a Sullivan play? I mean, we'll have to, to see on that, but I mean both guys have been making a lot of plays.
0: Boy, that was a fantastic it it, it almost gets lost in everything that happened. Mm-hmm. That, that that play by Chandon Sullivan to 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 not only get there and, and bat that thing but to come down with that ball uh was was was, you know, a play that probably won't get talked about coming out of the second preseason game. Uh just uh let's see defense Trying to power through this real quick. Uh, Keanu Benton evidently did play in this game, but it was only five special team snaps there. So at least okay. he was healthy enough to do that. And assuming he comes out of this thing fine, uh, one would think that he'll he'll get a uh, be back on a defensive line in this uh, finale on Thursday. They probably just wanted him get a, get running around a little bit there and do some stuff on special teams. He obviously wasn't healthy enough to 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 play on a defensive side of football. All right, let's. Uh, Let's go to the elephant in the room here on defense.
1: All right. Do you want to talk to safety just really briefly just okay, to kind of ahead. finish up the secondary? I mean, not a, a ton to note there. Trenton Thompson, probably a little over aggressive, but he's kind of a, a downhill physical guy that I think has, has done well over, overall. It was interesting. Uh, they were rotating Neal and Casey in my early charting. I'm only through maybe the first quarter so far. Uh, Neal was a strong safety in base in their base three, four, and then Casey would come in and nickel. So you may actually have a nickel base safety rotation opposite of Minka this year.
0: And didn't I kind of talk about possibility thinking that that could happen earlier in the offseason when you asked, when you, when you put it to me?
1: I'm sure you did. I don't remember for sure. But but, it, but it makes sense. True.
0: I mean, it, it does make sense to work it that way, right, with Neil?
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, you haven't seen that kind of rotation too often. But, but yeah, I think it, it's maybe the direction Pittsburgh's going to go to get all those. I mean, you're going to see rotations at, sa- at, at safety and inside linebacker this year, it feels like.
0: Right, right. All
1: right, Dave. Let's get to Mr. Nick Herbig, who just continues to, to ball out. And whether it's, you know, playing the run, getting pressure, taking the football away, just being an energy bringer. I mean, what more can you say about this guy?
0: Man, at this point, man, I'm ready. I'm ready to uh, 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 have have a bite of bird. Uh, yeah, we're going to get our crow here. Uh with with him, I I think I've look. I don't care how he plays on the edge; he gets to run at this <laughs> at, at, at this point now. And I, you know that that's going that's going to be continue to be a question. I think that needs to be answered about him. But he so far, even when that when it comes to that aspect of his game, his his quickness and his ability to kind of dip some of this stuff to 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 get in on the run uh, ha- has been impressive. So I'll I'll worry about the run defense as, as you know, and set the edge as we move forward uh, within this, but uh, his ability to rush the passer just cannot be ignored. Even at this stage of what did we pl- What did he play in the first one? 13,
1: 13 snaps,
0: snaps. and he played 27. So we have 40 defensive snaps through the preseason on tape. Now you obviously watched them all throughout uh, training camp and all like that. But, uh, I mean, you, you were impressed with what he was as a pass rusher. We already knew he had a good get off. That was not an issue coming out of college there. Uh, we already knew he, the, the first step and, and all like that was there. Uh, obviously his, his, his pass pass rush, uh, uh, percentage was, was good coming out of Wisconsin as well, too. Uh, he is already adding to his repertoire, I think, of pass rush moves. Now, you look at that in a vacuum and you say, well, okay, he's he's got Watt there. He's got Highsmith. Look, all these guys come into the NFL probably with somebody on their squad that can help them become that can teach them stuff. Sure. All uh, right. that's not unique to this, the uniqueness to this and where a lot of guys don't make it is you can be taught something from, from another player till the, and, and learn something till the cows come home. It's being able to. Applicate that in situations in game situations and not look robotic doing it. Mm -hmm. That's where the difference of these mid to late round edge rushers, that's that's where you find winners within the in in these things. And look, does it hurt that it's Watt or or it's Highsmith or <laughs> it's or it's Marcus Gold? I, I thought the kid put it perfectly. I mean, I got three All Pros, you know, and uh, you know, three three, you know, uh, uh uh, you know, experienced, you know, edge rushers in this room. Why wouldn't I listen? I mean, that that soundbite is absolutely fantastic. But just. Just because, you, and here comes one of my favorite quotes that my old man used to use on me all, all the time when I'd make mistakes, you know, or, or, or try to be something I what he said, he said, Davey said, just because you stand in the garage doesn't make you a car, <laughs> you know, uh, just because he's in that room with those three guys does not by osmosis, make him, you know, a good pass rusher or a better pass rusher. I. What I feel coming out of just these 40 snaps is you're seeing him already progress and take these things that he's learning from these guys and applying them. And look, I mean, I think you put it out there last night. You're not a huge fan of that jump cross, uh, cross chop.
1: Mm-hmm. but it, it works he, for him.
0: Damn it. He won with it. And, uh, you stopped, you, you slowed that tape down, even a TV tape and you see you see the get off you see the bend you see the balance and you see the finish just on that one play alone there uh, let alone I me mean, he had some good he had, he probably should have had a sack early in this game or strip early in this game as well too uh herbig just as a pass rusher, that even the damn false start over there on the left uh, mm-hmm. tackle in that game, freeze that look at where Herbig is. By the time the, I mean he, the get off that that kid has is amazing here, and if he ever gets speed, you know, some speed to power down, you know, uh, completely, and it's going to make him that much more dangerous. Dangerous. But my takeaway now after after these snaps is. Yeah, yeah, he 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 can stay out on the edge just fine. They don't, moving that kid inside right now would be a disservice mm-hmm. uh, uh, to him uh, because you can carve out ways to get him on the field to take advantage. I think of his pass pass rushing ability.
1: And you don't have to think too hard about carving out those ways. Just play him, put him out there, rotate him in, let him make plays. I think you said everything so well, Dave. I'm ready to run through a wall right now. (laughs) Like after hearing that, I think it's all just just really. I mean, look.
0: Sometimes we miss on these guys, man, and we're not. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, this guy has the ability to be uh, the next uh, Van uh, uh, Van Noy. uh, I mean, to to some degree, because Mark, you know, the same Marcus Golden. You know, the knock on him was, was, -hmm. was was some of the link. Look, you, you look at the percentages, uh, on the measurables when it comes to edge guys, uh, uh, over the years, it's, it's not favorable at all. Uh, and you've had some flashes come out of the, come out of college in the past that really were undersized that put up, you know, huge pass, pass rush pro productivity numbers and all like that. And they, they fall by the wayside here. But once again, I, I think the thing that hit home with me last night was you're seeing him already grow in the counter and in the pass rush yeah. plan uh, ability with him. And it we, at least me, I was not thinking you move him off the ball based on get, get us. I mean, the thing that was consistent with him in college was he was an athletic dude coming off the, uh, 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 off the edge there and had to get off and all like that could win the edge and all like that. It's just, how was he going to progress uh, from that guy? And I think with, with the 30 snaps so far, we have already, already seen that with him. And that's probably been the most uh, impressive thing. And, you know, I, We'll see how he does against the run and all moving forward. There, there's probably going to be questions about that until he fully answers them and all. But for what he does as a pass rusher right now, yeah, keep his ass on the outside. He, I mean, uh that I'll, I'll eat that bird.
1: The things I like the most, and, and you, you made mention of it, is how quickly he's learning. You know, he he mentions. You know, he's just talking with TJ Watt on the sideline, and they say, "Hey, let's go try this." And he goes, he guys out there and does it just on the fly, and 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 gets the strip stack fumble on that play." And even and and what made me laugh the most was the other day before this game, Alex Highsmith made the comment of, "Hey, I was talking to Nick and trying to learn his moves. When was the last time you heard a veteran like Highsmith or All anybody?" Right. Cause I, I talked to the rookie and said, "What do you do?" He's got a little jump step, euro step thing in there, and I want to I want to use it. And so it's it's not student surpassing master, but it's. It's, you know, showing how advanced Herbig seems to be. But his work ethic, his desire to learn, to get better, as you said, take advantage of the opportunity, being in a room with Watt and Highsmith and Golden, really good environment for him to be in. And is there a better system to play in than Pittsburgh for a 3-4 pass rusher? Uh, There's not. But on that that strip sack fumble, just to see the bend there that he had, I mean, I can't believe he was able to corner and flatten and stay on his feet and go make that play. I mean, it is, and this is going to be a heavy comparison. I'm just saying it kind of in that moment. Von Miller, like the old joke about Von Miller, is he could run under a coffee table because of that bend and that that ankle and hip flexibility. And to see that from Herbig, even kind of had me going, "Wow, what a moment!"
0: And, and you know, on on top of what what all, all we have said here is he's playing on both sides, and I think uh, in statistically him off of the left side, it and at his better side. uh, Coming out, I have to go back and and and, and look at it and all. But I mean, he is uh, he is adjusting to playing both sides of this thing, you know. So Mm -hmm. uh, so add that on top of it. It's one thing to take take a kid like this with with you know the the get off and 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 uh, the pass rush productivity uh, with his measurables to come in and to be able to do it on one side, but he is showing that he can get some wins on both sides of this thing now. And I mean, if just by osmosis alone, he's going to get stronger. So, and, and, and and probably thicken up just a tad. And, you know, that that's another thing to look forward to. So, yeah, I mean, I put, put me in the believer category right now uh uh with him uh, just just after 30 snaps. Uh I you know he I was wrong. He needs to stay out on the edge. He's he's not going inside anytime mm-hmm. no. any, anytime soon.
1: No way. And we'll talk about it more probably next episode, but how do you work the rotation behind Watton Highsmith? I think obviously Herbig is going to play and Golden's still going to play too, but maybe you do a side thing where it's you know herbig one side primarily Golden the other, but we'll just have to to wait and see on that. The, the last thing I wanted to mention on Herbig, you referenced that Pressure he had earlier in the game that forced an incompletion from Josh Allen. I mean, that was power. I mean, that is power on not just anybody, but the Bills' left tackle, Deion Dawkins, a two time Pro Bowl who's made the Pro Bowl each of, of his last two seasons. And I mean, that is just, you know, the, the power to kind of jolt and shock the tackle back and then disengage and gain the corner there, work a half man and impact the throw. And so even though he's not a bigger necessarily the strongest guy when you have really good placement on your punch. That's right in the chest of the left tackle and your feet and hands are coordinated and the timing of your punch is good. That creates power. And you saw power on that rush.
0: I could predict to you probably what TJ Watts telling him today in the film room on, 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 on that sack
1: ball What's hunt. Mm. Yeah, ball. And he did.
0: Well, I mean, if, if he, he oh, are you went, saying? On or, the, oh, you
1: said on the sack, or are you said no, no on, not on
0: the sack. On on, okay. on that on that particular uh, okay. uh uh play. Look, he still he still caused uh uh Josh Allen to throw it into the ground uh mm-hmm. in that one, but uh if he and I'll be interested to 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 see the end zone view of it. Uh, what Watt will tell him to go after the ball next time.
1: Sure, yeah, for sure. But overall. Really good day for him. So we'll we'll continue to evaluate him. And I think we have some film rooms coming up on, on one. Hey, Mr. hey Marcus
0: Golden wasn't no slouch in this one either. You know, he just, uh, the, the kid stole all the stutter. He forklift, uh, uh, Golden forklift uh, Brown. Over there on that other side, there on the one that ended up with the with a with with a holding call on him mm-hmm. on that other side. I thought Golden played a pretty decent game in this one too. And even early on on, on a play, I think that was a penalty uh, there. The 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 pass over to the right side, seeing Marcus Golden, and that's one of the things we noted in the. Uh, in, 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 in once golden was signed was the breakdown was the way he hustles after the football there. So, uh, I don't know how he's going to have, not uh, you know, obviously most of my eyes were on Herbig in this one. Uh, but I, I, I would imagine golden's going to grade out pr- pretty decent in this one.
1: Sure. I'm with you. I mean, the depth that Pittsburgh has compared to last year is such a night and day difference. And it's going to be one of the most beneficial things for this defense.
0: Oh, and Herbig also can get downfield on special teams.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's going to be a hair-on-fire kind of dude. And so, I mean, this is a guy that's going to make an impact from day one. And he already has, obviously, made an impact this summer. Right. All right, uh, let's see. A backup outside linebackers don't have a lot of notes there. Quincy Roche not playing. He's got to be hurt. There's no other reason why he wouldn't play in this game, right? Uh yeah. Let me double-check the snap counts. I, I think at least you tweeted last night about players that the uh, game book didn't have as participating, he, I believe.
0: Uh, he ended up playing five uh, special team snaps, it looks like.
1: Okay. That's even a worse sign because why wasn't he in there on defense?
0: Right. Uh, the, the updated game book and what I tweeted out last night was, uh, well, look he- here, here's the game book, even the updated game book. It says did not play Quincy Roche and then down in the snap, uh, category here, they have him down for five snaps. So
1: we'll have to check it. We'll have but- to check it. Very interesting sign there on him. It was a lot of paralysis and Duke way getting time. Anyway, let's, uh, let's go to the inside linebackers now. I mean, I thought it was a good performance overall. Uh, Landon Roberts continues to be a downhill physical face in the fan kind of do Cole Holcomb tip drill, that leads to the interception in the red zone. That's taking points off the board from Buffalo. That's a, a huge play there. Um, yeah, I mean overall, you know, Mark Robinson can hit, which we already knew, but still good, still fun to watch. It's just a a solid performance.
0: Yeah, look, I I thought uh, the the uh, the top. Four, I, I thought Muse even did some yeah. good, good good things in this uh, game, uh, especially asking these guys to come downhill. I thought they did a fantastic job. I, that's as nuanced as I got going through going back through the TV tape, we'll, we'll, we'll see what the uh, end zone view. And then obviously I think the other thing that stuck out to me on the interception was Holcomb. Look at his head. Look at how how his head's on a swivel on that interception, watching where 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 people are coming from to get himself in a position there. I think that's one thing that, uh, at least on the end zone shot that they have of that interception, that's one of the thing things that stuck out to me on that play is him just Noticing where guys are coming from into the middle of field as he's gaining a little bit depth in there. The the only negative thing in there uh, was the fact that he didn't make the interception.
1: <laughs> right, right. No, I didn't even notice that, that about him on his on a swivel there. So I want to I want to go back and watch that. And yeah, Muse was on my winners list because he had the fumble recovery. He had a big hit over the middle, the forcing the completion, had a good run stuff with Nick Kwartowski. What was Kwatowski? Did he he didn't play on defense? Was he down for special team snaps in this game? Uh...
0: Not seeing him on the snap list, but they did, didn't they list him in the did not play category? Maybe no? I.
1: It was late last night. Either way, you know he didn't play on yeah, the defense. Yeah, they,
0: so. they they listed him as did not do, uh, not playing, and okay. they don't have him listed as any any special team snaps
1: right, with that right shoulder. And so Muse may have just locked in the spot last night over Kortowski.
0: Possibly, yep.
1: All right, defensive uh, line uh, – anything go, else you go, wanted to add? Go,
0: no, go ahead. We, we got to get to special teams at some point, right. but let, let's go to defensive line. I don't have a lot of notes there.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll have to go back, watch you all 22. Didn't seem as sharp. Pass rush really wasn't there from the, the linemen. Thought Latamuk was on the ground for one play on a decent run by Buffalo. Have to kind of check the run defense overall, but you know, Benton didn't play offensively, Um, so don't have a whole lot of notes there.
0: Yeah, I, I don't either uh, – I mean – Adams, I thought was okay. I mean, he remains a starter in there. Maybe I, maybe he's going to end up sticking with this thing. But who, if he if he does, who does it? Is it Loudermilk? You know, even if they keep seven, you know, who 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 who's the odd man out there?
1: I mean, if they keep all three nose tackles, Fahoko, I mean,
0: could could yeah. could, could be the odd man out here? Potentially. Or Watts. I think, Watt, I think I like on, Watts. On your, Watts. I mean, could Watts? I mean, they. You, you, Kevin Barlowed him. Uh, <laughs> I, I think in your last fifty. I mean, could he be the odd man out? Uh, it's, good. it's a good. It's a good problem to have that we're 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 this we're we're two games through this thing in preseason here, and a full training camp, and we're wondering about you know who who's going to be the seventh uh defensive lineman because they've got some choices here.
1: Yeah, tough cuts for sure. All right, Dave, let's get two special teams and Danny Smith can chomp, chomp, chomp that gum very happily. Great special team showing overall, whether it's the Austin punt return, Miles Killebrew with a partial punt block, Presley Carvin punting the ball well, great special teams gunner action from Miles Boykin to down one inside the 10, Des Fitzpatrick with a tackle late as a gunner. Overall, really impressed.
0: Yeah, uh uh Dan Danny's getting that special bubble gum. Today I would, I would (laughs) the fancy
1: bubble gum. Yeah,
0: yeah, because uh, they, you know, it looked uh, good top. And then, man, you you talk about what Calvin Austin can give you as a returner, and I don't think that thing was really all that you know blocked up, super special. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just that, just that speed, man. Uh, he can make something happen with it uh, there. Uh, I thought uh, Presley Harvin, because a couple of those end up. His, what was his a, his his average? Probably wasn't great, right? Because he was kicking on some some shorter fields. There, Presley Harvin. Harvin, he yeah, was like thirty
1: eight. Yeah, thirty
0: eight point two. You look at that, you say, ah, eh. but uh, five inside the twenty. You know, out of mm. five punts, five yeah, punts, that's pretty good. Five inside the twenty. He did have a long of fifty two uh, within there. Zero touchbacks, obviously. I mean. You talk about a guy that you wanted to come out after not, you know, after watching his backup just give kind of a mad performance in in and we've talked about Presley Harvin and the consistency thing. I don't think I don't think you could have scripted a better uh outing for for, for Presley Harvin in his thing. Uh Killebrew got his uh fingertips on on one. It's and I can't wait to see the all 20. It seems like they got pretty damn close on that one down in the end zone as well, too, didn't it?
1: I have to check. I don't remember top of my head, but oh, yeah, yeah, that was working left to right. It was close. Yeah, I don't know. It was hard to tell, but really good. Good outing there. Yeah, I, I probably should have put Harvin officially on my winners list. I think I maybe, maybe referenced him, but uh, he was in, you know, positional grades and, and, you know, obviously got some good contributions from those gunners. But I, I'm pretty confident, say, Presley Harvin will be this team's week one punter.
0: Uh, Boykin and Pierre both doing what they do out on the edge. Uh, thought Riley showed up. I thought Herbig down there with, I think Riley on one of those, uh, was, was, uh, uh, did well on special teams. Rodney Williams
1: had a good, I think, team's tackle. Yeah. This tight end room's good, man. This tight end room's top to bottom. They've all been impressive.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't see how you don't give special teams an A,
1: I did. Yeah. Then my positional grades, I think, uh, had him an A because I mean, the the only the only thing they did they did wrong was having 12 men on that field goal uh, extra point uh, attempt there that let Buffalo get that two point conversion. So that's probably the one sour note If that's the worst thing that happened. Then it's a pretty good night.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I would agree.
1: Uh, let's just one last uh, mention here in terms of guys that should be considered winners of the night. You got to give some credit to Matt Canada. I know it's preseason and the game planning is not the way it is, you know, come week one. but this offense has looked crisp and efficient and effective and Pickett's allowed this team to throw the ball and take some shots downfield. And obviously the players are executing, but as much crap as Canada largely rightfully has gotten in his two years as, as the Steelers OC, kudos to him. If this offense can be half of what it is now in the regular season, Canada's going to do his job and probably keep his job.
0: Offensive coordinators are like long snappers. If you're not talking about them, it's probably a good <laughs> thing, right? Yes, I love
1: that. <laughs> Bumper sticker, that one, for sure.
0: Uh, we'll get some t-shirts made up uh, on that one. The fact that you had to go out of your way to fit him in at the end probably speaks volumes in... Uh, uh, men- mention his name probably speaks volumes in and of itself.
1: Yeah, he can finally go get a bite to eat in Pittsburgh without getting yelled at, so it's a good take. I, I, I'd, still,
0: I'd still wear that hat and those sunglasses, probably, but uh, right. uh, point taken.
1: Yeah, he does love that. All right, Dave, any final thoughts here from this game?
0: No, just uh, now excited to... Yeah, look, Mike Tomlin had these guys ready to play. There's no doubt about it. Uh uh Watts saying, man, it felt like we what was Watts' quote? Something about 28 days or
1: Yeah, let me get the quote. It was really because I love the uh, quote here. Let me find it if I can. Uh it looks like we were locked away for 28 days at camp.
0: Right. In other words, they they came out, they was ready to play, you yeah. know. Good chemistry. Uh, uh I, I I think from top to bottom. Uh Tomlin had those guys ready, and I don't think uh I don't think McDermott had his guys uh, uh ready to go uh in in in, in this one. So there you know, once again, for a preseason game, you know, you have to come away. There's no way that you don't come away with, with this thing, even trying to suppress your fanboy inside without without being a little excited. I mean that that's that's my main takeaway uh from this whole performance on uh the only, I, I said at the top of the show, shame on them for not shutting them out. I mean that that's probably the only real real negative uh uh takeaway from from this because it, it was all three phases are really good showing and to come out of a second preseason game, which I, I'm guessing this was as close to a tune up as you're gonna get.
1: I mean, Tomlin hinted they're going to play starters against Atlanta, but I don't know, you know, how much that'll be. They they played starters in that third game pretty heavily last year, I think, against Detroit. But obviously, each year's different.
0: I, mean, I don't know how much more I want to want to put on tape, right? Right. Uh, well,
1: uh, the only you, downside, you know what?
0: I'd I'd, I'd 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 cancel this thing if I could get, <laughs> get, get right on. But I mean, you got to get guys like Joey Porter and Benton, and I. Mean, you, I me personally, I, I if I play it, the starters on both sides of the football, because there's something about the momentum aspect of it too, right? I mean, and then I mean, I mean, I mean don't know. but I where I'm going with this is on Thursday night, I I probably play that offense one series and hope that I get you know another seven eight play touchdown or field goal drive out of it, and then on defense, man, if I can get a three and out or, or something like that. I'll let those boys take it to the house.
1: Yeah, I'd wrap the defense up pretty early in this one. I probably wouldn't even play a very limited uh, fashion play. Hayward and Minka and all those guys. The only downside for the offense is it's been so good. The first team offense in the, in the two games has had 17 snaps. And I think he probably won a bit more than 17 snaps for this offense. Mike Tomlin even made the comment mid-game yesterday that, you know, he, he wanted to play this team more, but they did their job and they did it so quickly. He's just kind of hard to put him back out there. So the only downside to them scoring so fast is that they're actually not getting a, a ton of reps out there.
0: They're Chip Kelly in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they are. Yeah. I mean, they just go, go, go. Three plays, touchdown. I mean, because, yeah, they had, what, a 10 play drive in, in the opener and that they were done after that. And they had, I think, um, I think a six play drive. Led to the led of the Warren touchdown and then one play pick at the fry booth, And that was it. They've only played 17 games in their in, in, 17 snaps in the two games.
0: Look, can't have it both ways. We're, we're, we've been hollering for some explosive plays and putting the ball in the end zone from uh, outside of the red zone. And th- they're, they're doing that, you know? So, uh, I mean, so be it. I mean, if they, if they get out there and, and run a six play drive against the Falcons and put it in the end zone, yeah, pack it up
1: yeah these are all good problems to have so right. uh dave and I know we're running long here but so much to talk about today uh any last second reader emails or do you want to close out today's show
0: now let's uh let's do the reader email because we'll be back tomorrow right
1: Oh, yeah I, I lose track of the day you're right we'll come back tomorrow and probably uh, take care of all that all
0: day. right so why why don't we do that uh uh tomorrow because w- and we'll have more to talk about the all 22 and probably won't be much news to mix in there and, and 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 all like that so we got a good 90 minutes i think on our own tape today here look people got some apologies and everything in here i i don't know uh they got some great analysis uh they got some apologies they got some crow eating i what what more could the listeners want in this one
1: yeah, and listen, we'll tell it to you straight. And we're both excited. We know it's preseason that the feeling could change. And probably, again, there could be some bad moments for this team. So get ready for that. It's the ebb and flow of the season. But right now, it's hard to script this thing any better.
0: All right. Uh, you can follow me on X slash Twitter at Steeders Depot. Follow Alex at Alex underscore Kazar. We got a lot of film rooms coming out, folks. Be ready for those this uh this short week here. Follow the show at Terrible Podcast. Email the show, The Terrible Podcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do and want to donate to the cause, Steeders Depot.com, hit the donate button up right, navigation bar. Also, if you like an ad free version of the site, Steeders Depot.com, uh, hit the ad free button up right, navigational bar. Uh, shout out to our staff, man. We mm-hmm. don't. Uh, uh, we, we, we can't do all this by ourselves. You ought to see the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, uh, with these guys to get out the content that they get out during game, uh, after the game, uh, you know, the days after the game here, it makes my gives, it gives the whole goal of this too, was to let give Alex and, and myself more time to do what we really love. And that's, that's watch football. Uh, and talk about football. So uh shout out to those guys. We got a great crew. Matthew Marksey, uh Jonathan Heidtrer, uh John uh, 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 Josh Carney, Joe Clark, uh Tony, uh uh, Jeremy, I mean, the list goes on and on Tyler wise. I mean, uh, Tom B Tom's 10 takes, is mm-hmm. I, if you haven't gotten by, if you don't, if you do one thing today, go by steers read Tom's 10 takes. I, that's, I look forward to that just as much as I do stats of the weird, uh, with, with, with Alex Cazora. So, uh, uh, and. This show would not be possible without you guys listening or, 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 or reading the site. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Until Monday, as always, thanks for listening to the Terrible Podcast with Dave and Alex.